0: game is done. David, you are my favorite Dodger insider. Time for Dodger Talk. Are you ready for the brand new day? Let me hear you. We break down all the action and give you your chance to react.
1: David Vastay is going to join us. LA's
0: favorite son. 866-987-2578. We are rolling,
1: boy, rolling. It's time for Dodgers baseball. All right. Dodger Nation.
0: Dodger Talk is brought to you by Chef Marito,
1: seasoning partner of the Dodgers.
0: By Navian Tankless Water Heaters.
1: For endless hot water, visit
0: tanklessmatesimple.com. And by Chevrolet. By New Roads. And now your host for Dodger Talk,
2: David Vesse. The Dodgers magic number to reclaim the NL West is at 12. And I guess 12 is the number of the night because the Dodgers scored 12 runs tonight to beat the Padres 12-1 to in game two of this three-game series at Dodger Stadium. Welcome to Dodger Talk. David Vasay live at Dodger Stadium. Hope you're enjoying your Labor Day weekend. The Dodgers sure, certainly enjoyed it tonight as they snapped their three-game losing streak by hitting four home runs. Mookie Betts, Trey Turner, Will Smith, and Justin Turner All went deep for the Dodgers tonight. Julio Urias won his 15th game of the season, and Blake Trinan made his triumphant return to Dodger Stadium after months of rehabbing that right shoulder that had a torn right capsule. Blake Trinan, his hard work, his patience, his perseverance, and his faith Got him back on the mound tonight at Dodger Stadium for a clean seventh inning. He was hitting 97. He hit 98 once. A lot of signature Blake trying to movement on his pitches in that seventh inning. So for me... Uh, That was the headline of the night for the Dodgers to get Blake Trinan back. Now, fingers crossed, he feels good when he wakes up tomorrow morning, but it wasn't a very high-stress inning for him, so you would imagine it did not tax his arm too much. But if the Dodgers have Blake Trinan looking like he did tonight in October, all of a sudden they can deploy their pitchers in a much uh, better way and a way that can help them win not only a playoff game, but also a playoff series. Having Blake Trinen back helps Evan Phillips possibly be used in the seventh inning, in the eighth inning, maybe even in the ninth inning as a closer. Uh, I feel like Blake does not want to go back into that closer role because back in spring training when the Dodgers did not have a closer, He was somewhat resistant to it, and the Dodgers, if they did not make that trade for Craig Kimbrell, they were going to go with Daniel Hudson primarily as the closer. And speaking of Daniel Hudson, you know, isn't he the forgotten guy? Uh, Eric Karros brought this up to me while the team was on the road. Evan Phillips, during Blake Trinan's absence, not only took the role of Trinan, but he also took the role of Daniel Hudson, who injured his left knee before the All-Star break at the end of June. So Evan Phillips essentially has been Blake Trinan and Daniel Hudson in one. And now you have Blake Trinan back and that just makes things a lot easier for Dave Roberts to deploy Phillips and also Trinan. So all of a sudden now, he has a two-headed monster in his bullpen if Trinan can continue to stay healthy through October. 866-987-2570 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Speaking up, Blake Trinan, he spoke to the media before today's game, and I asked him about what athletes go through when they have this long of a rehab recovery. A lot of times, doctors, trainers, managers will tell you, look, everything is good physically. You're physically sound. But sometimes it takes a little more for the athlete to trust that they can just let it go. And I asked Trinan whether or not he already has crossed that hurdle because when we saw him tonight, it looked like he did.
3: Yeah, I think the trust part was a lot earlier. Um, learning to actually, you know, <laughs> throw the crap out of the ball for yeah. lack of a better term and long toss, instead of just guiding my arm into a, a slot and trying to keep it from having, you know, soreness or pain. Um, and when, once we got over that hurdle, um, there was no issues with trust. It was more or less, how do I find my mechanics? How do I, I mean, it's literally like trying to play catch in December and build yourself back up for spring training and be ready for the season. So I kind of view myself right now as if I were uh, opening week, you know. That's kind of like where I'm at. That's the, that was the point of the six outings, that, you know, that we discussed and being in uh, in AAA, you know, in some game-type situations because, Um, most spring trainings I feel like anywhere between six to eight outings I kind of feel like my stuff has cleaned itself up to where I can compete uh, at a a capacity that would be in season form I guess Um, and everything before that you know throwing against our guys here and then um, the six outings down there just kind of like more of a spring training process to get myself back so yeah I'm excited I still I mean obviously I still have Nobody's perfect from day one when they come in, um, but my goal is to be as, as crisp as, as this team needs me to be, and I'll, it's not going to be by lack of effort. Yeah,
2: Yeah. well, Blake Trinan was crisp tonight in the seventh inning when he pitched a scoreless seventh and was able to, I'm sure, give himself confidence even more so than what he just expressed right there. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. By the way, Uh, We heard about the velocity being down with Blake Trinan, maybe a tick. I mean, he wasn't throwing 99, but I'll take 97, 98 from Blake Trinan any day of the week. Um, Also tonight, uh, Mookie Betts, what an incredible baseball player. What an incredible athlete. He's He's that type of guy that you buy a ticket to come see play. And if you were at Dodger Stadium tonight, You got treated to a gold glove right fielder coming into the infield and starting at second base for only the third time tonight and in the third inning made one of the best plays I have seen by any Dodger infielder this season. The instincts, the baseball instincts, the feel, and that's what you need up the middle. He and Trey Turner have such a great chemistry, and they showed that tonight, and they haven't even played together That much, only three times this year. Uh, With runners at first and second in the third inning, Hassan Kim of the Padres, right handed hitter, was at the plate, and Mookie was shifted on the left side of the second base bag. So you had Turner and Mookie and Justin Turner all on the left side of the infield to shift against what the Dodgers perceived to be a pull hitter, and he did pull the ball. But the problem is, when there's runners on base, somebody's got to cover second base to at least get a force out double plays out of out of the question when you're shifting that drastically but when the ball was hit to Mookie Betts he was going towards third base his momentum was carrying him away from second there's no chance of him putting the brakes on and getting back to second base in time to get the force out So what's he doing? He's going towards third base while Trey Turner is headed towards second base. And Mookie flips the ball like it's a football. Like it's a football lateral. And Trey Turner never misses a step to get to second base in time for the force out. It was one of the best plays I've ever seen as far as a simple force out. But with the shift it gets more complicated. And if you don't have players like that to make it work it's going to go sideways. So Mookie Betts is a tremendous player, and tonight he hit a three-run home run. He now has a career-high 33 home runs on the season. He scored three times. He had a triple uh, in his very first at-bat in the bottom of the first inning. The ball got behind Juan Soto. And let me in. Let me allow you to get a peek behind the curtain. Freddie Freeman has not hit a home run in 40-something at-bats. Uh, Mookie Betts had a great August. But both of them were not happy with the way the game went last night and certainly were not happy with the way they swung the bat in New York. Freddie Freeman told me before today's game, as he was working with Dino Ebel, he and Mookie Betts stayed after the game an hour and a half working in the batting cage. Last night, the two best hitters on the team, Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, after playing a nine-inning game, and losing the game seven to one. They stayed at Dodger Stadium and worked in the hitting cage for an hour and a half after the game. Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. We're not talking about Miguel Vargas and Anser Alberto or Gavin Lux and Ansar Alberto. We're talking about Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman. And tonight, the work paid off. Mookie was two for four with a home run and a triple, scored three times, drove in three runs, Freddie Freeman, three for three tonight, scored three runs, drove in two runs. So these type of things just don't happen miraculously. They're great because they put in the work. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. Let's go out to Mark, who is at Dodger Stadium tonight. Hi, Mark, you're on Dodger Talk.
1: Hi, how you doing?
2: Well, I, I think I'm okay.
1: In row A, field... Uh, Section 27. What? I had are, is this a recorder?
2: What are you talking base. about? Tonight, Mark, start with, from the beginning. S- speak of the okay. English. What
1: are you saying? When CT3 came into third base, from where I was sitting, it looked to me like he, he had beat the throw, And I was really surprised. Everyone around me thought the same thing. or we were wondering why they didn't review it. But I guess that's the way it goes.
2: Yeah, it was a close play, but remember, Mark, if it's 50-50, it's not going to be overturned, so take that into account when the Dodgers or any other team are considering whether or not to review a play. If it's not conclusive and overwhelming evidence, they're not going to overturn it.
1: Right. My first Dodger game was at the Coliseum.
2: Mark, Mark, can we just rewind here? Were you, did you just call in out of the blue Or were you listening to the show before Because there were a lot of things that happened in the game Tonight that you have not even Talked about and that's kind of Weird but go ahead
1: the same stuff. I was sitting there I was watching it it was great It was awesome. a great game awesome. I mean everything you said about Mookie Beth is not an Exaggeration The guy's probably I mean he's maybe one of The all time greatest baseball players And I got to witness it tonight
2: Yeah, you were very lucky to be here tonight because you saw one of the great games played by a player in a regular season game, and I'm not exaggerating because Manny Machado, is he going to play center field? Is Juan Soto coming in to play shortstop? This just doesn't happen, and it's very unique. Right,
1: right. The one question I have, and it's just a very All right, here
2: we go. Okay.
1: The Dodgers are my team. They have been my entire life. I've been watching them for 60 years. And what I wonder about, and you probably have a good answer, is it seems that sometimes they show up and they play like they did today, and other days they can't seem to get up, you know, single singly.
2: Mark, they have the best record in baseball, 91 wins. I would say they've shown up quite a few times this year.
1: Oh, I know. I'm, I'm just curious.
2: Come on. Enjoy the enjoy the team. Enjoy the team. Thank you for the phone call. Wow. I don't know. Mark was uh, going all over the place right there. I I think that's an example for all of us. Uh, You want to poke holes? Yeah. Last night, the Dodgers were flat. They had a long East Coast road trip. It was uh, quick turnarounds in New York. Uh, There are going to be flat days during a season, especially when you have the lead they have. Their magic number to clinch the NL West is 12. They can see the finish line of the regular season in sight. It's okay for them to exhale once in a while, but... You see what happens when you recharge the batteries? They come out and score 12 runs and hit four home runs. And you had your ace on the mound, or one of your aces, Julio Urias, on the mound, uh, well-rested and put the brakes to a three-game losing streak. And yesterday we caught up with him for an Instagram Live presented by Ford, and Julio, for the first time, did an English-speaking interview. And I asked him about pitching here at Dodger Stadium. How about the fans, Julio? We've never talked to you about this. The fans love you. Every time you take the mound, they shower you with so much applause and really appreciate what you do. Do you hear all that from the fans when you pitch here at Dodger Stadium?
3: Yeah, that's, that's, uh, like for me, like I feel like in home, you know, I feel like yeah. I, I'm in Mexico. Like everybody is, is like crazy with me when I'm pitching, so I, I, Thanks God for, for, for that. You know, it's another, like, a different experience to pitch here and to pitch, like, in other stadiums. You know, in I know other stadiums, there's a lot of Mexican people too, but not like Doyle Stadium. I mean, here it's, it's different. So that's why I give my, my 100% all the time here in Doyle Stadium. It's, it's like I feel like home, like Mexico.
2: Does it give you a little extra when you yeah. pitch here?
3: Yeah, for sure. Like, si se puede, viva Mexico, all those, those uh, things I got from the people. So it's the best the best thing for me.
2: All right, there you have it. Julio Urias, he hears you, appreciates you, and feeds off of you when he pitches at Dodger Stadium. And tonight he went six strong innings, allowed just a solo home run to Manny Machado. He had a smile on his face uh, as Manny was rounding the bases. I'm sure he knew he made a mistake. And former teammate Manny Machado, whenever he goes deep off of these guys, uh, certainly there's a little competition above the game, especially in that situation with the game being out of hand. But uh, Julio has been spectacular. I know everybody is uh, in favor of Sandy Alcantara winning the National League Cy Young Award, but certainly Tony Gonsolin and Julio Urias should get a lot of votes as far as top three votes behind Alcantara of the Marlins, Alcantara of the Marlins. 866-987-2570 is the phone number. We're going to take a timeout here on Dodger Talk. When we come back, we'll check in with Jose Moda as the Dodgers lower their magic number to 12 with a 12-to-1 victory over the Padres on AM570 LA Sports. Be safe.
0: On air at AM570, online at am570lasports.com and available by podcast on the iHeartRadio app.
1: This is Dodger Talk with David Bassett. Here's a shot to center field, Zocar going back. Back at the wall, and it is gone! A home run! Justin Turner, a two-run shot, and the route is on. The Dodgers eight, San Diego nothing. The Dodgers with three home runs tonight. A two-run shot for Turner, a three-run shot for Betts, a two-run shot for Justin Turner.
2: And for good measure, Will Smith also went deep for the Dodgers tonight. Four home runs hit on a very steamy night in Los Angeles. The launching pad here at Dodgers Stadium tonight as the Dodgers defeat the Padres 12-1 and lower their magic number to reclaim the NL West. To 12, and uh, a pretty good uh, night here at Dodger Stadium, a fun night. Last night a little flat, obviously, when you only score one run. Not a lot to cheer about, but a lot to cheer about tonight for the Dodgers. Daniels Jewelers, home run forecast congratulates Ashley Dallas of Crestline, who receives a $50 Daniels Jewelers gift card. For your chance to win a $50 gift card, go to am570lasports.com slash run. A couple of updates on some Dodger pitchers. Tony Gonsolin did throw off a flat ground today, off from 90 feet. Yency Almonte threw a bullpen session through his slider and his fastball, according to Dave Roberts. And it looks like things are trending in the right direction to have Almonte face some hitters next week here at Dodger Stadium. As far as David Price goes, uh, when Dave Roberts said that he is going to shut down David Price, or the Dodgers are going to shut down David Price because of a wrist injury, when you say shut down, we're in September. There's only three weeks left in the regular season. So, David Price is at the end of his seven year, $217 million contract he signed with the Boston Red Sox in 2016. The Dodgers are paying half of that salary, but. If David Price is shut down, you know, he has told me on a few different occasions that he felt like he was on his last fairway, and I hope it doesn't end this way, but very likely David Price may have thrown his last pitch in Major League Baseball, and he has had a great career. He's the only, uh, he's the Cy Young Award winner. He's a World Series champion. He was one of the best pitchers of the last 25 years. So I know we see this version of him, but he had a great career and was a great pitcher. So hopefully it's not the end of David Price's career, but it very well may be when you hear the words or the phrase shut down. All right, the Dodgers beat the Padres tonight 12-1. to Julio Urias won his 15th game of the season. And Jose Mota, it was a pretty good night for the Dodger offense.
4: It was, Dave. Um... Obviously, you explained it quite well as to a couple of guys that um, got the off day and had a little spark in their best today on their step. Uh, the way Mookie Betts exemplified what being a true superstar is. And uh, this offense that feeds off of fastballs, it was like, uh, what humidor? What are you talking about? The ball is flying out of your stadium today, 91 degrees. But mainly, Julio, once again, sets the tone, gets the runs early, attacks the zone, and uh, how about 35 wins the last couple of seasons uh, combined, uh, not too shabby, best in baseball?
2: Yeah, I know you can't take into account what a pitcher did last year or for the last two years uh, when you talk about a Cy Young for a particular season, but don't you believe Julio Urias' his name should be in the conversation? Even if he may not win, he should get some votes. Oh, he should get
4: some votes. I mean, there, there are some guys with Julio's numbers right now that are actually ended up uh, higher than Julio when he was the only 20 game winner in big leagues last year. Uh, but last year is last year. You talk about a go-to guy. You talk about a guy that so many people doubted early in the season. And also you talk about a guy that's evolved as as a premier pitcher. He's not a number one. He's a premier pitcher. You know, Julio, if you think about how economical he is, you know, this guy's averaging coming into today 15 pitches per inning. Okay. He can get the strikeouts, but Julio also understands that he can go out there and pursue perfection in his location. And you see that he throws a fastball. He can go out there and throw it by you. But at the same time, is not searching or seeking strikeouts. He knows how valuable he is. He also knows how much the Dodgers, especially Dave Roberts, are going to take care of that arm. So in other ways, he, he's sacrificing a little bit of some pitches made in, in the strikeouts to make sure he goes out there and gives you six or seven innings. And, um, you know, the pace is real crisp. He's not, you know, wandering on the mound. There's a couple of pitches that did not go his way, but he just bounces back, take a deep breath. And um, you know what? He had Juan Soto challenged all night long remember that epic battle they had when he was a, a national over in washington you know like 12 pitches or something like that and pretty much challenged throughout the night and after, last thing for you is great job with the interview dave that is remarkable that he feels comfortable doing that with you speaking in english it means a whole lot to his people obviously to all of us as latinos because you know and understand and respect what they go through here in the united states
2: Yeah, he gave a great interview. I I thought his answers and his energy was better than some of the guys that their first language is English. So a great job by Julio for sure. Now, I thought the bigger headline than Julio and Mookie Betts was Blake Trinan coming back tonight, Jose. What did you see from Trinan that encourages you that he can stay healthy and look the way he did tonight the rest of September and heading into October?
4: I was encouraged by two things. Number one is velocity, uh ninety seven ninety eight, and number two is uh, location. I mean, the cut fastball, he was placing exactly um, where he wanted and what we're accustomed to. And as you mentioned and explained quite clearly too, is it's a, it's a double-layered effect with him as to when he is slotted in a certain inning, they have the availability to maneuver one inning before him or one inning or two innings after him because of what he represents for you. I mean – Blake went five pitches today, four strikes, and and he is a guy that's been around. He understands what the role is. He's a great leader in that bullpen, and his stuff is there. And I think overall, as the season progresses here, the last month, it's only going to get better.
2: How do you think this works to make sure that it's uh, all sound and there's no surprises in October? Are you surprised when he was talking to us before the game today that uh, there was scar tissue there that allowed him to rehab he said if, the, if there was no scar tissue over that injury in his right capsule, he would have had to had season-ending surgery. Are you surprised? Have you ever heard of that before? I had not, uh,
4: but I'm, I'm quite aware, I mean, of the way he explained it and why it happened and how they took care of it. But um, you, you know very well, I mean, when this happened back in, in April, uh, there was a time when the Dodgers didn't think he was going to pitch again. Um, once the stuff come, got loosened up, and he started playing catch. There were a couple of setbacks, got him on flat ground. Uh, There's a couple of dips in velocity a couple of times that uh, they stay with the program, believe in the process, and, and here he is. You need guys like Blake Trinan. You know and understand that, uh, the you know, guys have been there before. He's been a closer before. And as he mentioned, it was not like he was seeking this closer role, but be ready because come the ninth inning, come the eighth inning, In ninth inning, it's going to be up to the best arm available to get people out, and also the matchups that you need. It's not going to be based on who's a closer, who's not a closer. It's about who's going to get a better matchup for me on whoever's coming up, and also who might be able to give me more than three outs.
2: Yeah, and Evan Phillips
4: can do that for sure. Oh, and Evan—I mean, (laughs) you talk about the guy that uh, we don't give enough credit to and, and how remarkable he has been. But just to have these two guys back. It's, it means a whole lot in terms of what, what outs are going to be able to save. And when the, the countdown begins and you need those last nine outs, you know you have two guys right now that are going to be able to neutralize any part of that lineup.
2: Yeah, no doubt. It should be fun. I'm looking forward to seeing how Trinan and Phillips are used in the month of September because that will give us an indication on uh, maybe how they're going to be deployed in October. Jose, we'll see you back out here tomorrow night. Sunday night baseball between the Dodgers and Padres. By the way, hope you had a great night in this Italian heritage night tonight. Yeah, it was nice. Dieter Rule made me feel at home. A lot of great Italian songs on the organ tonight.
4: Awesome, nice job. Talk to you
2: tomorrow. <laughs> okay, Jose. Thanks a lot for the for checking in. Yeah, that's right. My mom was born in Italy, Trieste, Italy. That's where she was born, and when. Uh, her and my uncles moved to uh, the States. It was here in Los Angeles, right down the road from Dodger Stadium, Lincoln Heights, right off of Broadway. That uh, that's, was a big Italian neighborhood back in the day in the 50s. So my mom actually moved from Trieste, Italy, to Los Angeles the same year the Dodgers moved from Brooklyn to Los Angeles, 1958. She had no idea what baseball was in 1958, she told me. Anyway, tomorrow Sunday night baseball between the Dodgers and Padres. It will be Caleb Ferguson as an opener for the Dodgers, and at some point you will see Ryan Pepio for the Padres. It will be right-hander Mike Clevenger, who is five and five with an ERA of three fifty-nine. Morongo Casino Dodgers on deck begins at three o'clock with first pitch at four o eight. Thanks to Colin Yee back at our Burbank studios. Thanks to Dwayne McDonald out here at Dodger Stadium. And thanks to you for listening. In case you missed any of the show, you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. Be safe out there during this Labor Day weekend, and we will talk to you tomorrow night from Dodger Stadium. Tonight, the Dodgers take game two against the Padres by a final score of 12-1. to 1. Have a great rest of your night. See
1: ya.